0: And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. The World of Mythbits. Hey everybody, and welcome to the World of Mythbits podcast episode... Oh, why don't I check these things before I start recording? And I am your host, Stephanie Barty. Episode 48. Ah, there we go. Okay. Episode 48. I really, you know, one of these days, I will actually come into an episode prepared with the episode number and all of that stuff before I actually hit the record button. Today is not that day. So, episode 48. I'm getting close to 52. <sighs> How has your week been? Mine has been... <sighs> Abundant. That's the word I could use. I was looking for the word. Abundant. Uh, started a new job on Monday. For... um a local social media um business called Assisting You Social and I'm learning the ropes and doing the things and um on six-week contract, so that's exciting. And this week I also started um a ghostwriting job. Um for a company in the States and I'm excited about that. And I've been having fun with that. Um, also I was asked to, um, edit somebody's book. Um, so I will be paid for that and, be editing their book, which is exciting. It's I went the entire summer looking for a job and and trying to create a job. And in one week, I have more work than I know what to do with. (laughs) So um, overwhelmed, a little overwhelmed, got myself a day planner now, because I now have so many things going on that I need to plan the hours of my day. Because I don't want anything to suffer because I'm doing all of the things. Um, that is, that is my, my good friend, Lally. And yes, I'm mentioning you again, Lally. Um, that is her hashtag. It's do the thing. And I'm, I'm doing the thing. I'm doing all the things all at once. So it seems, um, the ghostwriting gig is, isn't, too taxing, I mean, I only have to write, I, I broke it down, um, 5,000 words a week. So roughly 700 and some odd words a day, not a big deal. Um, and my job is the, the other job that I have is part-time contract. So it's a minimum 15 hours a week so I can work with that. And then, um, Editing my, my friend's book. We're going to do it a chapter at a time. So I will edit the one chapter and send back the revisions and, and suggestions and she'll work on it and we'll go from there. So I'll be able to fit everything in, but I need to start managing my time, not just pantsing it as they call it. You know, work from here to here and then write from here to here and do this from here to here sleep somewhere in there because I still have the magazine. Um, and I'm not going to let that slide because that is my baby. I, I take that very seriously. I take that job very seriously. And, um, it's where I've got my editing experience for the most part. Um, I have my podcast, so I have to start scheduling all these things so that I don't forget something and I've got appointments coming up and um, things like that. So I needed a day planner. So I got a day planner because this week I have an abundance of things. <laughs> be careful. They always say, be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. And I am a superstitious being. You could say, you know, I spill the salt. I throw it over my left shoulder Um, I see 1111. I make a wish. I make a wish on falling stars. I will take dandelion fluff and I will blow and I'll make a wish. Um, things like that. I'm not superstitious about black cats because I have a house full of them. Uh, I won't walk under a ladder just for the simple fact that something could fall on my head, but you know, old wives tales. I follow a lot of old wives' tales. Like you see the back of the leaves when the wind blows, rain's coming. Things like that. So, um, yeah. So you put that out in the universe and then the universe kind of goes, oh, right, you wanted this, 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 and this, and this here, have it all at once. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, and it's like piling stuff into your arms and you're trying not to drop anything and you're juggling everything. So, day planner. <laughs> to keep everything straight and and know where I need to be and and what I need to focus more on and where I need to put more time into and you know just yeah day planner okay so that has been my life the last week in six minutes or less (laughs) um what else has happened I want to talk about the story I read last week uh, I have got a little bit of feedback um, from it, all positive, and I was, you know, was told they really enjoyed the, the the story and the style of the story, being from Morgan Lefay's voice, her story from her voice, like her side. So, and I want to do more of those, and I've been searching the internet, having a hard time. So, I want to throw a little challenge out there to our writers especially our writers that like to deal in the Arthurian legends and um, our writers that like to write in the fantasy realm, pick a mythological character and write me two to three minute blurb from their voice, male, female, doesn't matter. Horse, you can do a minotaur, you can do um snake in the Garden of Eden, if you so choose. Write me something, and I will choose one from the submissions, and I'll read it. Now, keep in mind, I try and keep things fairly clean, I try not to curse. I know I do on occasion, but I try not to curse on this show and I try and keep it semi PG 13ish if you can. Although this ghostwriting story that I'm doing, um I have a whole new definition of what PG 13 actually is. I'm not going to say too much about it, but just PG 13 is not what it used to be. <laughs> So, yeah, if you want to write me something, I will read it. Um, glad you guys enjoyed the, the story format. Uh, I would like to do more of those. I would like to take on that mythical persona if I can and read that tale, like Morgan Le Fay's tale, and read it like I did. I read it from her perspective. So, um, it could be Hera or Zeus or, uh, Hecate or, uh, Caridwin, um, Bridget, Bledwin, pick one. (laughs) And I'm going to try and write some too when I'm not doing all of the other things. Uh, yeah. So that's very cool. I would like to, um, read what you have to do. Speaking of reading, speaking of writing, speaking of submissions. I kind of segue into that. Um, submissions are starting to roll in for our October issue. Now, I know things got a little confusing with our September issue being released on the 6th. Um, the deadline due date for October is the 15th as it always has been the 15th of every month, except for the September issue, but we're past that now. Um, it's October 15th and we're kind of hoping because the magazine comes out on the 24th of October, we are kind of going for a macabre Halloweeny, um, vampire werewolf murder story kind of theme, horror kind of theme, comedic horror, whatever, if you can, you are not required to write in a scary or macabre kind of theme. That is, if you have something you want to submit and it doesn't fit in that theme, fine, submit it anyway. You are not required. But because it is the issue coming out right before Halloween, it would be really cool if we had some Halloweeny stuff. So if you have something Halloweeny, send it on over. Let me check it out. Artwork, poetry, short story, whatever. Review of a scary movie or no, not a movie, because Jason does the reviews, so that is Jason's department. But review of a scary book or um a video game that you played that was like Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street or something like that, because I know they've got those out there. I don't play them. I don't watch them, but I know they're out there. Send them over. We'll see what we can do with it. I do have a couple of announcements to make. Um, first one is, and it's the most important one, it is regarding the physical copy of the magazine of our anniversary issue. Now, we haven't forgotten about it. We aren't delaying the process. We're not putting it off. The problem we're having is finding a good printer that isn't going to charge us an arm and a leg in our firstborn. My firstborn's kind of old, but anyway, um all the printers out there so far, because the magazine is of such a size and so many pages uh, there, we're looking at, we have to condense it down for one. Um, and we're looking at anywhere between 17 and $25 for one, just to have one printed. Now, if you are willing to pay $17, for the magazine, shoot us an email, we will get it printed at $17. We're not looking to make any money off of this, just so that you're aware. You can go online, you can look up printers, you can put in 164 pages, color, because we have artwork, glossy prints, and you can see for yourself what the cost is. Um, So we are trying to find the most cost-effective, printer to get this printed so that you can get it at a reasonable price and not have to pay a ridiculous price for it. So that is what the holdup with the magazine is right now. I know there are quite a few of you out there that want a copy. So I'm letting you know that is what's going on. We haven't forgotten. We haven't put it aside. We are doing it. We are just trying to find the most cost efficient way to do this for you. Okay. So what are we going to talk about this week? Cause I am 13 minutes and 30 seconds in and I only have one announcement left. Oh, I know. <laughs> I went to Marché du Nuit, which in English is night market. Um, because we speak French here in Canada especially in the area that I live in. Uh, and it was a one night, one day slash night event held down by our local library on a side, it's a little side street between two streets and it's only like the size of a block. And they closed the entire street down. And at one end they had buskers and live performances musicians. And then you came in through that and there was food trucks and, um, a huge big top circus tent. And inside the circus tent they were doing, there was, um, a knife juggler and sword swallower and musicians and magic shows. And then we had a hula hoop show and we had Celtic Or, sorry, Scottish Highland dancers. And, um, and then there was us. (laughs) There was the huge vending tent and there was at least, uh, I would say at least 15 to 20 vendors in this huge tent. And I was there with my good friend Lally and we were selling our books and um, she gets one side and I get the other. And there is, it's really funny because I mean, when people find out, Oh, you're two authors in the same booth. Like do you compete? No, there actually is no competition between the two of us. I will sell her books. She will sell my books. We will sell all three to you (laughs) because she has two books and I have one. And she's read my book. I've read both of her books. So, you know, when she's, giving her spiel and she's telling people about her two books and they look at me and I'm like, Oh yeah, they're good. You'll want to read them. They're really good. And she does the same thing for me. There is no competition. A, because writers should be supporting each other, not competing with each other. It's a large enough market. There are enough genres and enough different styles and everybody writes differently that we can all be successful. We can all put our books out there and support each other and promote each other so there's no competition there because we both write in two different styles two different genres she's present day i'm 1800s so there is no competition we're not writing the same story um and i did fairly well i was very happy with with the sales that i made it was a good day Um, I paid for the booth and then a whole lot more. (laughs) So, uh, but during the day we had people come by and one lady came by and invited us to, um, a Starbucks. It's a, a resort in Innisfil and they do book signings in the Starbucks in the resort. So I thought that was kind of cool. And we were invited to attend next year the International Authors Fall Festival, I think it's called, something like that. Um, we were invited to purchase a table at um, the Coldwater Steampunk Festival next year. Uh, and I was told that my the theme of my book would fit very well with the theme of the Coldwater Steampunk Festival. So... I'm excited. I'm going to be getting a table at the Coldwater Steampunk Festival next year. So I will be there. And Lally's book, her one book, is very steampunk-esque. So she's going to fit in perfectly. So we're going to, again, split a booth and be there together and sell our books. So, yeah. So it wasn't just the selling of the books that made the day successful, made the day um worthwhile venture. It was the connections that we made talking to people. And, um, even I met one lady, she had to be late sixties, early seventies, and she had a story inside of her and she wanted to write that story. And she didn't think she could, she thought she was too old and she didn't go to school for it. And everybody knows that's my platform. Creativity does not need a degree. Hashtag that. Um, and I spent a long time talking to her and I'm hoping I did. She said I did. I inspired her to go home and sit down at the computer and just start typing out her story. Um, and that's the thing. Everybody has a story. Everybody has some form of creativity in them, whether it's creating websites or creating video games or creating a painting or writing poetry, or writing stories, or telling stories. Because some people are really good at telling a story. They have a hard time when they have to sit down and write it. That's where ghostwriters come in. Just saying. Um, be creative. Just be creative. If you're in public school and you want to write a story, write the story. It doesn't matter if you're in grade seven and you haven't in grade high school English or college journalism or whatever, write the story. Write it down. And then when you're older, if you don't want to do anything with it, if you don't want to publish it or, or submit it to a magazine or something, when you're older and you do have those educational skills that you pick up as you go through your educational career, go back and look at that story and rewrite it if you want to. I'm in the process of rewriting one that I wrote in April of 1986. I it was 1986. Yes, I'm pretty sure it was 1986. And it was my very, very first short story, start to finish. And yes, this one, I think it's the only short story I have ever written that actually has a starting point and an ending point. And the last time I did that was 1986. I haven't been able to do it since. Anyway. I digress. Um, I'm in the process of rewriting it. Because it was a really... Uh, to me, uh, re-reading it, it was a solid idea. It was a really good idea. Now, it was written as a kid in 1986. I was... 14? Yeah, 14. 14 when I wrote it. So, it's written in a 14-year-old mindset. So now I have to take that idea and that story and I'm rewriting it from a 40-year-old perspective now. <laughs> but um, I've really enjoyed that story. I really, rereading that story, it was like I was reliving when I was writing it and who I was then compared to who I am now. So, yeah, if you have it in you, do it. If it needs to be done, do it. There's nothing holding you back but you. Just saying. So, yeah. I'm 21 minutes in and I did the whole brain freeze. (sighs) So that's been my week and my weekend. Today, I worked a little bit on my ghostwriting assignment. Um, Didn't get the word count that I wanted for today, but technically this is my two-week research period, so I'm actually ahead of the game. Um, Back to work tomorrow, and then writing tomorrow night. And then things will start to get crazy in the next two weeks because we've got magazine submissions coming in. We do have them coming in and I might start editing them early. Um, and I'm going to be emailing everybody that has submitted that. Yes, I have your submission. Don't worry. I do have it. Thank you very, very much. Um, Oh, also speaking of the magazine, I want to pose Who's a question. Wow. That wasn't even Canadian. That was just bad English. I don't know what that was. I want to pose a question to everybody listening to this podcast. A, if you remember the magazine back in the day, would you like to see it come back? And B, if you don't know what it is, would you be interested in finding out more about it? And possibly seeing a relaunch of Herotica. Now, this is a magazine that is purely adult content only. So, yeah. We don't put restrictions on what is submitted um, to the magazine, to to Herotica, like we do with the world of... I mean, we don't really have restrictions on the world of myth unless it is blatantly pornographic. And then... Yeah. So, Herotica is exactly what it says. It's erotic horror. So, vampires fit very well into there, but not just the supernatural creatures. Humans can be erotically horrific in their own right. So, would you be interested in seeing something like that? Now, I know a lot of people um, who would love to write for this magazine, but are concerned about... The things they would be writing and writing under their own name. Pen names are perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. I write all of my mainstream stuff under my name. Stephanie J. Barty. Things that I write for other venues I have pen names for. I'm not going to tell you what those other venues are and I'm not going to give you the pen names. There's a reason for them. That's why you have them. Because some of my more conservative family members would not understand the things that I'm writing about. They're not bad. They're not, you know, I'm not ashamed of what I'm writing. I'm just saying. For the protection and the sanity of my family, when I write certain genres or when I speak about certain religious beliefs, I write under a pen name. So, if you are interested in writing for Herotica, pen names are perfectly fine. So, shoot me an email. Send me a Facebook message. Because most of you, I do believe, have me on your Facebook. Anyway, my Stephanie Barty account, you have me on there. Shoot me a message. Say, yeah, that sounds really cool. Because you know, we do actually have some authors in our magazine that do use pen names. And if they're listening to the podcast, they know we keep their real identity. That is my business and their business and nobody else's. Period. End of discussion. If you choose to use a pen name because you need to protect your identity or whatever, for whatever reasons, your reasons are your reasons, that is fine. Then that secret is with me and it stays with me and that's as far as it goes. Nobody need to know. Anyway, so, would you like to see Herotica relaunched? Now it encompasses stories and artwork and articles and columns and all sorts of creepily tastic fun. (laughs) Let us know and we may make that happen. Um, don't forget you can still vote go over to www.theworldofmyth.com and vote for your favorite story, your favorite poem, your favorite artwork. Um, votes are still coming in, still being tabulated, and the announcement will be made on the usual time in October. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to, starting in October, I'm going to read the member of the month submission on the podcast, and then that member of the month will be interviewed by Rob on the member of the month podcast. But I'm going to read their piece on my podcast. So, rally your friends. If you have a piece in the magazine in September, pester your friends, your family, whoever, Tell them, go read your stuff. Support you and vote. So, And don't forget that You can't comment on the retro magazine, which is where most of the votes seem to be landing. You can't comment over there, but you can comment over on our normal version. So, don't forget, go comment. Tell our writers that you appreciate everything that they do and the hard work that they put in. Um... I've got so many things in my head right now that I want to touch on and talk about, but I'm kind of self-editing at the moment because I really want to think them through first. I don't want to just go off the cuff with some of these things because... Without the proper research, I could probably ruffle a feather or two. And I'm, I'm, I'm not a feather ruffler. I don't like to ruffle feathers. I'm allergic to feathers, so ruffling them just makes me sneeze. But, there's some things that I, I want to talk about. I want to get off my chest. I want to, I vent, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word. Um, but I have to think them through first. So they're all kind of milling around in my head and I'm trying to sift through them. You know, like you're sorting through papers, trying to, Oh, there's the one. That's the one I want to talk about right now. So you have to bear with me. Thank you to everybody who sent me messages and emails wishing me, you know, a healthy recovery. It was a nasty cold, but for me, it only lasted a couple of days. Um, pretty much because I told my body, I don't have time to be sick. I can't be sick right now. You're not sick. And just kept going. My poor husband is still suffering with the cold. Um, I think it's now crossed over with him. It's now, he is the walking dead. He has the zombie plague. Um, but he has only taken one night off work. So I will give him credit for that. He dies when he's at home, but then he does go to work. So he's, he's not, he's not full on man flu yet, but, uh, if my, my lovely friend Crystal is listening, I love you. I, uh, I have not been a great friend lately. Um, I get into these ruts or funks and it's like, okay, well, I'm not hearing from them. So they must be busy and. I think about how shoot them a text message later or, oh, well, she's probably sleeping. So there's no point. And I have two really, really close friends. They're like sisters to me. And one of them is Crystal. And she called me the other day and she called me on my bullshit. <laughs> Pardon my language. She called me on my crap and told me that, you know, I always call you and check on you. And she does. She always sends me, hey, how are you's, or, you know, smooches, or I love you's, which she does, and she told me, you know, I haven't heard from you in weeks, you're not being a very good friend, stop that, just stop it. Okay, so, Crystal, if you're listening, I love you. (laughs) I did send her a minion kiss today, too. So, cause I saw her on Facebook. So I sent her a minion kiss. Um, but it's hard. Um, the seasons are changing. I I know it's not an excuse and I've got some issues that I'm, I'm working through and some painful realizations that I'm coming to about myself and my life, my thing, my, my stuff. And, um, When the seasons change from summer to fall, I always kind of get into a little bit of a down rut Um, because I am a summer. I love summer. I love the life that summer has and the vibrance that summer has. And now it's dying and the trees are dying and the leaves are dying and the flowers are dying and everything is dying. And it's, I mean, the colors are beautiful. There's reds and golds and yellows and browns and still a lot of green. And then there's that crisp fall air and the smell of, of dried leaves. But I just kind of get down because I know it's the dark time is coming, which is winter and it's cold and it's dark and it's long. Um, I would never survive, ever, ever survive in the land of the midnight sun because six months of dark, I couldn't do it. I would be stark raving mad. I need sunshine. Um, and the fall up here is a lot like the spring up here. (laughs) Rain. We have lots and lots of rain and lots of cloudy days. And dreary days, and that wears on you. Um, but yeah, she, she called me and called me on not being a good friend, not keeping in touch and not making an effort in the relationship. And she was right. I wasn't. So I am, I'm consciously making an effort to be more present in my friendships and my relationships with people. And not just take for granted that, you know, they know I love them. They know I'll be there, we, you know. Oh, Dana, if you're listening, I love you too. I miss you, man. That's our thing. I miss you, man. Um, You need to be present. You need to, even when you can't. And it takes all the absolute effort that you have just to get yourself out of bed in the morning. Pull on whatever, whoever you need to, to get the strength to just reach out to one person and say, Hey, I care. I'm here. I'm having a crappy time at the moment, but I wanted to let you know I care. Because it not only uplifts them, but it does uplift you as well. Because you're making a human connection. And I have days where... It takes everything I have in me to just get out of bed. Not because my, it physically hurts, but because that's how far down I am. And I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to face the world. I don't want to face people. I don't want to get dressed. I don't want to make myself presentable and go out into the world. I just want to stay in my cave and hibernate and hide, basically, and hide. And I haven't been to the gym in a while. So there's all of that, you know, I put back on a few of the pounds that I had lost and I'm not, I'm seeing pictures of me and I'm not liking what I'm seeing. Like I'm not, I'm never going to be comfortable in my body, but I'm going to be a little more comfortable if I get butt back in the gym. Um, so that, that, doesn't help any, you know, when, when you don't like what you're, you're looking at in the mirror, so you avoid them. But then you remember you go out in public and you're thinking in your head that the dysmorphic image that you're looking at in the mirror that you're hating so much, you're thinking that that is exactly what other people are seeing. And it's not really. It's not what other people are seeing. Um, and I had a really good conversation with a friend of mine yesterday. She knows who she is. And I got called butthead again. <laughs> because how I feel and how I see myself is not how she sees me. It's not how other people see me. So, you know, yeah. I'm not a very good friend at the moment. And if you're one of the people that I'm not being a very good friend to, I'm sorry. I'll try harder. I promise. I know that I love you. Butthead. (laughs) So, yeah, that's been my week. It's been my month. It's been my year. But I do have an appointment to see a professional because I'm not ashamed to admit that I need help. Um, and it's probably about time that I went and talked to somebody and, uh, got that help. So, yeah. Day planner and mental health. Woohoo! Alright, so I just brought that whole podcast right down. <laughs> I mean, I don't tell you these things to garner your sympathy or to make you feel sorry for me or any of that. I share it because if it just lets one person out there know that they're not alone, because I had one person out there Share their story with me and it let me know I wasn't alone. So if my sharing my story helps one person out there let know that they're not alone, okay. Perfect. Because you're not alone. And mental health isn't something to be ashamed of. Everybody's got something going on. Whether it's big, whether it's small, whether it's treatable, whether it's manageable, whether it's something that you have to live with and work with and work around. Everybody's got something. We're all humans. I heard that yesterday, too. We're all human. That's what we are. We're not perfect. We're not infallible. We're not should not be defined by color or religion or financial status. We're all human. We all make mistakes. We all have baggage. We all have issues. We all need help once in a while. So, take that. <laughs> uh It's been a day, I tell you. Just been a a really weird day. The sun was out, but it was chilly. And I was writing. And then I watched a really good movie on Netflix. In the Shadow of the Moon. It was really good. It was... when it first started, I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be one of those cheesy ones and it's talking about the moon, so I'm expecting a werewolf somewhere. And But it, I was surprised. it was really, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Um, i not going to give you a movie review because that's Jason's job. And I can't give you a movie review as good as he does. So I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm just going to tell you. I watched this really good movie and it was good and I enjoyed it. And it's called In the Shadow of the Moon. And then I've been watching, um, binge watching, actually. I'd started watching Mind Hunters. And the first couple of episodes, I'm like, eh, I don't know. I'm a big Criminal Minds fan. I love that show. Um, and Mind Hunters is a series on Netflix that starts at the beginning when the BAU was two guys in the basement of the Hoover building working after hours and on weekends trying to create um, what they do at the BAU. They were trying to do this behavioral analysis and, and, um categorize serial killers and mass murderers and interview serial killers and that and and get a sense of who they are and and try and be able to predict what the what type of person would do these things so that they can stop them before they do or catch them before they do it again so it's it's the beginning of the BAU basically and I was talking to my friend, Crystal, and she told me, no, give it at least four episodes. It gets better after four episodes. So, I, okay. So, I gave it to four episodes, and then I just kept going. It does get better, and uh, I'm really enjoying it. But, I mean, I have a mild obsession with serial killers and um their mindset. What were they thinking? What drove them to do what they did. And it all started with Jack the Ripper um, when I was in high school because we studied um, he was one of the ones that we studied in um, a psychological uh, liter- literary Ugh, bleh. Psychological study in literary works. And even though he was a real character, there have been a lot of literary works done based on him or about him. So he was in there. And I have the book that we used in my grade 10 English class around here somewhere. I can't put my hands on it at the moment, but it's here. I have a ton of books, all kinds of books. I whipped out a Harlequin romance today for, um, a little research. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I don't even know where I was going with. That. Oh yeah, right. I was watching. So Mind Hunters is actually pretty good. Um, and it really gives you an idea on how they had to fight to get the BAU created and to have this, these profilers. The, the, these are the, the first profilers. The first two profilers. Two guys in a basement of the Hoover building in Quantico. Um, yeah, so it's... If you have that on your Netflix... If you're Canadian, it's on your Netflix. If you're American, it might not be there. Although you'd think it would be. It's really good. I, I'm enjoying it. Um, what else have I watched lately? Got caught up in Outlander. Oh, no, I didn't. I have one more episode to watch. I'm not looking forward to the season premiere of um, Supernatural. Because this is the final season. And once it starts, that clock is ticking down to the final episode. And then there will be no more. And I will be a, I will apologize now. Because the podcast after that will probably be me sobbing for forty five minutes because the show that I have watched since two thousand and five is over oh. four two thousand and four it was two thousand and four might be two thousand and five. I actually watched a movie, <laughs> and I thought it was gonna be really cheesy um and it kind of sort of was. And it came out the same year that um, Supernatural first aired, and I swear it was shot on the same film lot, the same location in Vancouver that Supernatural was shot. Jensen Eccles, who plays Dean Winchester on Supernatural, was the lead character in this um, cheesy movie that came out the same year that Supernatural did. And I'm watching it and I'm thinking, okay, so did he do this before Supernatural aired? Did he do this after Supernatural aired? Um, Like, what is his, what's going on here? And then he did a scene and he's wearing Dean Winchester's leather jacket, the brown, le- yeah, he was wearing Dean Winchester's leather jacket. And I'm like, oh, okay, so this must have been filmed the same time as um, Supernatural. Because there were a lot of um, things from the TV show that... We're in this movie. I'm trying to. I'm actually on his i um iMDB page, trying to find the name of the movie. He was in Dawson's Creek. I didn't know that. Okay, so Devour. That's the name of the movie. Devour. <laughs> yeah. Um. Came out in 2005. Yep. And Supernatural started in 2005. So, I think there was a little crossover there. But the movie was called Devour. And yeah, he was wearing Dean Winchester's jacket. And, um, yeah, it was, it was cheese. It was full on cheese. I'm sorry. It was, it was full on cheese. It was, it was decent cheese. It kept me interested. Um, but it was funny. <laughs> it was funny. Actually, <laughs> I was right. I'm looking now. It was filmed in Vancouver, British Columbia. So <laughs> it was filmed in the same location as Supernatural was. And okay, it was released 31st of May, 2005. When was Supernatural's first episode? Okay. Um, and the air date, so he, that was May. I said May, right? And the air date for episode one for Supernatural was September. So he was basically filming both at the same time, so. That explains the clothing crossover. But anyway, there's my, my, uh, my geek out for tonight. I, I'm a huge supernatural fan. I have always been a huge supernatural fan. I all, will always be a huge supernatural fan. Love all that stuff. So yeah. Okay. So I'm going to wrap this up because I'm starting to gap out big time. That's a Canadian term. It means I'm spacing out. I'm staring off into space. Just, yeah, brains turning to test pattern. So go check out the website at www.theworldofmyth.com. Check out our magazine at www.theworldofmyth.com. Check out the podcast at Facebook at the world of myth bits podcast, Twitter at T-W-O-M-B-P. You can check out the magazine on Facebook at The World of Myth Magazine, on Twitter as The World of Myth Magazine. I am on Facebook as Stephanie Barty. I am on Twitter as at Lupa B. I'm on Instagram at Stephanie Barty Author. So come find me. You can shoot me an email at Stephanie Barty at theworldofmyth.com and we will chat with you all next week. Don't forget if you want to be part of Herotica or see Herotica relaunched, shoot me an email let me know or shoot me a message on Facebook let me know. If you want to write a story for my mythical tales from the eyes of the mythical person Shoot me a message, let me know. And submission deadline is October 15th. And we are working on getting the physical magazine printed. We are just trying to find a suitable printer. So www.theworldofmyth.com. We will see you all next week. See ya. The world of myth bitch.